You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Tina Amini, hello, hello. and Mark Medina. What it do. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about uh, a big game that was expected this fall. It's been delayed into 2020. Ooh. Got to talk about a lot of I next. I actually like that. Next gen news, what you like that it's been delayed? Yeah, for all right, selfish all right. reasons. Okay, save it. <laughs> save it for the show. I was saying boo earns. <laughs> um, uh, but first, PlayStation 5 is what the next PlayStation will be called. Yay. We're all now very we surprised. Now we know, and knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of new details about PS5 this week. Uh, coming holiday 2020, the first release window, the first next gen release window. We did get some real news yep, about um, like hardware stuff. It's real news. Yeah, but I also like that they just got out of the way. Like it, it stops us from having to do that awkward like the next PlayStation, mm-hmm. like Xbox yeah. Scarlet, and like you know we knew but didn't really know it was coming mm-hmm. 2020, and we knew yeah. but didn't really know it was called the PS5. So I appreciate that. Like let's just put that to bed. Yeah, it makes it easier to write about. That's yes. for yeah. sure. <laughs> we get to say PlayStation Five. Yeah, mm-hmm. not what we assume is PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. And we assume comes out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Are they just going to keep it forever? Is it? A, is, will there eventually just be a PlayStation 10? Yep, I think so. Well, it'd be PlayStation. It'd be PlayStation X. Mm. Got to be. Yeah, Damon, do you remember those ads? Uh, there were ads. Was it PS2 or PS3? They were like fake, and it was an ad for like the PlayStation oh, Nine. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. Mm. Like, yeah, I remember them their vision that for gaming in the distant future. Yeah. Um, so, what do you guys think? Uh, holiday 2020. Mm-hmm. You guys feel like you'll be ready to buy? A new PlayStation? Yeah. Sure. That's I'm already ready. You're ready. You'd buy it right now. I would. Well, the thing is, is I have two PlayStations at, at my house, and one of them is on its last leg. And I have to just, this Black Friday, I have to go buy a PlayStation for a year. I'd rather just <laughs> replace them both. Two PS5s. Yeah, that's fair. I never upgraded to the Pro, so I'm definitely ready Same. to. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I think people that got the Pro or the Xbox One X, particularly the One X that's doing 4K in a more competent way, like, yeah. uh, you know, maybe they don't feel quite as ready to upgrade, but I, I, I skipped both, so. Mm. Probably smart yeah. of us. <clears throat> mm. If um, you want a PS4 uh, deal on Black Friday, you can just read all about it on IGN Deals, oh, by the way. thanks, man. They'll probably be, uh, I mean, I said that as a joke, but they'll probably be like 150 bucks. Well, it's like last year they had the slim and it was like 200 bucks with Spider-Man. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, is it going to be 200 bucks with Borderlands or Death Stranding or something like that? It's like, that's what I'm looking for. You want a slim? 
You don't want a pro? Well, so it's for my wife, and so she doesn't, she doesn't care about the pro. It. I have a pro, mm -hmm. and she has my launch PS4 that is just like, it has PT on it, so we've kept it around, <laughs> uh -huh. but it really doesn't even accept discs anymore. <clears throat> it's just kind of like, and you got to be like, get in there. <laughs> so I'm just going to buy her a Slim because she, she doesn't care. I think mm. this is the year, and it's going to get even worse last year, where many game developers have just kind of given up on making games run in like a good, competent way <laughs> on like a base Xbox <laughs> oh, One okay. and base Xbox <laughs> like yeah. Control, as amazing as that game is is mm -hmm. like it's a you know there are problems with running that game on a base ps4 and it's the most egregious of the bunch too mm -hmm. yeah and i you know i only saw like an animated gif on reddit but like the new um raid in destiny is having problems on a launch xbox one um like it's just slow i, I think that's like, what i'm ready for i'm ready for developers to once again be able to make con console games for one console like instead of being like <laughs> okay here's assassin's creed odyssey yeah. And this somehow has to run on the launch Xbox. You know what I mean? Like now it's going to be like, this is an Xbox Scarlet game. This is a PlayStation 5 game. Yeah. I think that's what I'm right. However, however short that window of time may be until yeah, there'll be the a console little bit, revision. There'll be a little bit of a crossover too where they're still making them for PS4. But yeah, uh, we got a bunch of hardware uh, details on PlayStation 5 as well. But I also want to point out that uh, the way... Sony is rolling out information about the console is continues to baffle me. Mm -hmm. Very strange, I think. Highly unusual. What part about it? Well, it was a PlayStation blog post. Like they're not having a big huh. like showcase like they had for PlayStation Four, like a big event. You know. Well, it's consistently been through Wired magazine too. Also it's strange. Like, it's like every time Mark Cerny's in the area, he's like, "Hey, by yeah. the way." It's almost like, <laughs> what does Wired have on Sony? That's what. That's my theory. Like they must have dug up this because this occasionally happens where you know a reporter may dig up information and they say, "Hey, we're going to run this story," and then the publisher decides, "All right, hold on, we'll play ball so that at least the story as it comes out won't be this fragmented thing." I mean, I think a lot of it is dev kits are getting in the hands of more and more third parties. Mm -hmm. So some of the details, like I think I speculate that that's why we got controller details is because controller prototypes are probably already in the hands of people that are not Sony employees anymore. So it's yeah. like, even though they're under NDA and everybody's a professional, like once that stuff leaves your four walls, like that, those details are going to kind of start leaking anyway. Yeah. Maybe they left it at a bar around the corner from Wired's <laughs> office. Would not be the first time. Deep cut. I mean, wouldn't that also be around the corner from our office then? I know. We don't go to the right bars. Yeah, that's true. Mm. True. Um, also, but uh, Sean Layden is leaving PlayStation or has left. Mm -hmm. Which one? Which I, I'm not sure. It, it, it announced that he was leaving. I, I don't know if it's yeah. Like, I mean, in general, they all that announcement was also weird because yeah. they normally do something more formal like a blog post. Um, yeah. But they just did this like innocuous tweet. Yeah. And so everyone was like, wait. That's not how they do right. things. Thank you for your service. It's almost like going into the next generation of PlayStation, like they don't really have, they have Shuha Yoshida, but aside mm -hmm. from that, they don't have like a face of the brand. Yeah, it's like yeah. they Jack, out to, Jack Trenton was there and yeah. ushered in the PS4 yeah. and then he left. Yeah. It's kind of strange. It's, it's like happening the timing on this is like you would think like 12 months from now, once everything is baked, the console's done, the launch lineup's decided, like that would feel like a better time for maybe some executive departures. Yeah. Um, feels a little early. Yeah, I think so too. Well, maybe intentionally. So like if you're not prepared to usher in the PS5, now would be the right time to leave so someone else can start of like pick mm -hmm. that up and then decide to be the face and carry it out. Leave a little less confusion. Yeah. Mark, you want to do it? I, I'm I'm down. I kind of want Mark Cerny <laughs> to just run everything. I, I he seems he like this like, like the he's like this yeah. like tech you know in the garage yeah. inventing things and stuff like that. I can just picture him being like the face, being at E3 and just being. Like, yeah. yeah, I like the eggheads. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about some of these details then. Uh, it's getting the new controller, which they don't think they've called the DualShock Five yet. Although I would assume that's what mm -hmm. it's going to be called. Will include haptic feedback, which yeah. is fancy rumble. Yeah, yeah. fancy rumble. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those like gimmicky things that could be like when the when the Dual Shock Four came out and it had like the light reactions where like if you're getting shot it turns red. It's like one of those gimmicky cool things, but I never really pay attention to it. Well, they they that was in Xbox One's controller from launch, uh, and like racing games used it. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean everyone talks about the uh, the fancy rumble in the Switch controller. Yeah. And like I think it's completely overrated. Like it just yeah. feels like rumble to me. Mm. Plus, like what Even, one party game, one like a first yeah. party one, one party two game. switch. Exactly. One two switch Thank uses you. it. Yeah. Um, Mario Odyssey used it a little bit. It could be a case of developers just not you know optimizing yeah. for yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's also. But I guess my point is that uh, since this already exists and has been underutilized, it's not the most exciting next-gen feature. No, not quite. I think the, the well, I know you're going to get to it, but the triggers sound more fun. To Adaptive mm -hmm. triggers. Yeah. Uh, so developers will be able to. 
through the coding of the game, we'll be able to change the tension that you feel on your triggers. That's interesting. So it should feel more like, you know, aiming down sights will be fast and easy, but like yeah. pulling back a bowstring might have mm -hmm. more yeah. resistance on your finger. That stuff seems a lot more intriguing to me personally. Yeah, that can be cool. It could be cool if you're doing, I just thought of it, like if you're playing something like a Dark Souls, if you no, have like a smaller no. sword, maybe not you, but <laughs> if you're playing, if you have like a small sword or like a heavy sword, maybe it's, maybe it's heavier to swing. And so it, that sounds it's, miserable. it's like, it's like tighter. <laughs> I don't want it's that. supposed to be miserable. The sword's huge. Fair enough. <laughs> so is Dark Souls is miserable. <laughs> then I wonder like, should the player have control over that? Should they be able to turn that off if they want to? A thousand percent. Yeah. I, Personal yeah. opinion. You I can mean, turn off HD Rumble on your Joy-Con. Yeah. yeah, but I also think people are like overstating. I think it's a cool feature and I'm excited about it, but you're never going to be like forcing the trigger. <laughs> it's going to be like pretty minimal, right? So yeah. I, I don't know. People need to be doing finger exercises in preparation. <laughs> in the name of accessibility, like, you know, I love the Xbox. What's the name of their new Oh, accessible? the adaptive controller. The adaptive mm -hmm. controller. Like, should they give people complete freedom to remap the controls how they want? But I don't know that there's a particular, you know, accessibility concern around you know adaptive triggers yeah quality of life improvements uh the controller is supposed to have a higher capacity battery which is very yes. nice because man my is force bad yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like my dualshock 4 will last hours a matter of hours before it has to be charging mm -hmm. it's really bad if that yeah if that um players, i think ray tracing yeah. is the most exciting and they said it's slightly heavier sorry the last thing on okay. the controller but not as heavy as an Xbox controller with batteries inside the ps4 <laughs> controller is uncomfortably light i want it comfortably i want it to be a little bit heavier a bit more substantial. Also yeah. charges with USB-C, which is very exciting yeah. because I love, you know, being able to flip. It doesn't matter what, mm -hmm. you know, you just plug it in and it goes. Sure. <laughs> Great. Uh, Tina, what excites you about ray tracing? It's Raymond just going to make tracing. things look beautiful. And it's, it's cool that, um, I mean, it's, it's something, so, you know, I don't know, it comes from a long history of developers trying to make games look more, have the lighting look more realistic. So like we used to have rasterizing is kind of our, our go-to where it's measuring how light looks. And then we had like cute little, uh, advances from there where it's like shadows and reflections, but now you can do that in a far more realistic way. I think the way that, um, it's been described is it's like a physics based look on the image rather than a creative based look at it. So it's going to be far more realistic. And when you look at something like red dead two and it's so beautiful with its lighting and it's, it's God rays coming through the trees and whatnot. God rays. Wow. Yeah. But, um, imagine what they can do to make that look even better. You can get ray tracing with really high-end PC GPUs now, but it's sort of like, it always comes with this asterisk of like, you're taking a major, major performance hit and the game has to be kind of optimized around it. So I'm excited about it in the next gen consoles, but I'm also sort of like taking it with a grain of salt of like, are you doing, are you doing real ray tracing? Or Is this like, checkerboard ray tracing? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I have a little bit more of a wait and see approach there. I hope that the, the custom AMD GPUs in both consoles actually are you mm -hmm. know, powerful enough to be able to pull it off. Uh, game installation will be mandatory even playing from when playing from discs, but uh, they're changing it the the functionality a little bit so you could choose to just install the multiplayer mode in the new Call of Duty. If mm -hmm. That's the only part you're interested in. It's like a it's like a PC approach. They've had that. You can already do it on PC. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't like like you can just install the multiplayer. They also talked about booting directly into specific mm -hmm. game yeah. modes, having mm -hmm. more booting into a specific level in a single player campaign. That's cool. Um, Which is actually what Stadia touts too. So yeah. that's just a yeah. generalized next gen kind of feature. Well, you know, maybe you're going to get to this, but I am worried about the mandatory installs and uh, storage size because well, you're you're in in your SSD. You mean yeah, because the consoles are coming with you know they're both coming with sort of custom. Again, this is another one that I'm like I'm taking a wait and see approach because I don't know how much of it's like you know marketing talk and how much is real, but supposedly. You know, custom, badass, super fast SSDs that let them do things with, you know, read speeds off a disk that, you know, haven't been able to be done before. But, like, that shit's expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, SSDs are more expensive than, like, old school hard drives. And so, you know, we already see, like, the new Call of Duty is, like, 150 gigabytes. Yeah. So if these games have mandatory installs and they're huge and, like, an SSD is already pricey, like... That's a not insignificant cost to the console, like sure. a one terabyte, two terabyte SSD baked into both of these consoles. And like, I always like they always talk about their console being you know four ninety nine at launch or three ninety nine, but that's always for like the cheaper model. But it's like if you want to get the nicer model, that's already a hundred dollars more that has a bigger hard drive. So I don't know. I, I do have a cost concern there. I wonder if it became a thing where it's like, yo, some of these games, especially like all the Call of Duty's over a hundred gigs, and they're like what can we do? And and that was one of the solutions was, well, sure. people are just going to play multiplayer. Let them do that. Cause yeah. it's like, 
It's true. It's like I only play Blackout on, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Uh, but I have to have this like 130 gig game on my thing for the one game mode I yeah. play. And it's usually like, at least on PC, it's usually like audio files, right? It's like you're getting the game audio in like eight languages and that's like yeah. half the installs. Oh, that's true. right. Yeah. 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 I think Red Dead on PC is 170 gigs or something. I think it's 150. That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. That's too much. I, remember I mean, it was Half- already Gears 5. the Xbox versions of like yeah. 110 gigs already. So. I, I remember getting Half-Life 2 and it was five gigs. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. What do you think is the preferred uh, hard drive size then? Because today you can you can get the higher end consoles with one terabyte, right? Mm-hmm. They're probably going to launch with one terabyte. Like I hope they don't like, launch with less than one terabyte. Yeah. And even that's going to feel like enough at the time. But we already know it's not going to feel like enough in like five yeah. years. Yeah, like yeah. You've, I fall into this trap. We're like, I can only install like four games on my PS4 now, mm-hmm. my launch PS4. Yeah, no, I'm always having to yep. delete stuff. And then it's like delete stuff, yeah. Well, and then I have to make, I, I make these terrible decisions where like, I didn't ever beat Red Dead. I you know, made it like halfway through it. And like my hard drive's full. So it's like, do I give up? Is it time to just, <laughs> is it, is it, <laughs> well, do I just need to let it go and just yeah. delete Red you know, Dead? You have to just, face you, some serious facts about your backlog and yeah. just be like, yep, yep. I'm, I'm going to admit it and well, not going to finish this. I, I definitely negotiate with myself. Where I'm like, <laughs> this game I'm going to beat someday. But then part of my brain is like, no, you're not. <laughs> just delete it. The real part of your brain You keep your safe file. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you ever did redownload it, you could exactly. take it. It's just tough, though, because when you I wake up on a Saturday morning and you're like, whoa, I have nothing to do. I really want to play. Justin always feels like and you're like, wow, I really want to play Assassin's Creed Origins. That could be hours oh, until it's boy, downloaded. We are leading very different lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have kids. Scream, <laughs> screaming at my daughter to get her shin guards on. <laughs> um, you got to wear them. Yeah, you have to wear them. You got to wear them. kicked in the shins. Don't want to get kicked in the shins, do you? Um, she just wears them all the time. <laughs> just all the time. She's not even in soccer. Well, she has a sister, so, you know. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and then there was a quote. This, this, if this is true, this is very exciting for me. Marco Thrush of Bluepoint Games, the guys that did the Shadow of the Colossus remake, said that uh, the PS5 is getting back to the instant loading of old cartridge games. Mm. That's going back to the SSD thing. Yeah. Which, sure, yeah. And I guess they gave some demonstrations of that, of how fast Spider-Man was loading. Yep. Also recently. That was like the first thing they like, showed. It was like 16 seconds, and man. then it was like, nope, a second and a half or something like that. And that's, I hope that's true. That's, that has a lot to do with mandatory installs. Like, it's mm-hmm. not streaming information off the disc. That's also a PS4 game. We'll see. Well, yeah, yeah that's When it comes true. to actual PS5 that's games. Um, so yeah, how guys, uh, you said you're ready to buy a new, uh, new PlayStation next fall. Are you getting excited for it? Does it sound like, yeah, it's great. oh man, next gen. Here it's the like best time to be a gamer. I mean, it's I expensive. Like I always, my wallet cries a little bit, but like <laughs> PS4 and Xbox one launched. That was like the best year in the best fall. It's so exciting. Everyone mm-hmm. gets far more energized, including like developers in the industry. Like there's just so much more that people start to talk about games that they want to experiment with. And then there's just the range of beauty of how much we can get out of it. So yeah, well, and a, it'll make E3 nuts because like it's they're true. going to announce them in February, March, April. Like, like that's, they'll have their own events full for the consoles at E3. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, full details, launch lineup, all that good stuff. So that'll be fun. I've never worked here for like a big console. The console launch. Launch. I was so here. Have you seen our PS4 unboxing? I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. We were going to try to replicate <laughs> it with awesome. the switch and we, we just never got it together. But yeah, it was like 30 people yeah. just all unboxing it at once. That's great. Yeah, we did, we didn't do one for the Xbox One. <laughs> no, we didn't. I got one at like two people. Are you going to? Oh, get, we got next year. Well, yeah. Redo. Um. So, Mark, what what year did you start here? Then I started in 2015. So I was okay. here for yeah. the Switch, and I was here for the Pro and the X. But like, gotcha. you know, yeah, it'll be interesting because these consoles are they're for sure either going to. I doubt they'll come out on the same day, but at least within a week or two of each other. I love. So I love. You know, nuts. even though I don't like console war bullshit, like I do like it around the launches because you get like we just don't know. All you have is sort of the what the developers and publishers are saying about their boxes until you get it in your hands. Then you can actually see like as it slowly unfolded, like oh no, the Xbox One is like markedly less powerful mm-hmm. than the PS4, and I mm-hmm. like that sort of corporate gamesmanship level of it. I yeah, for all, for all intents and purposes, it seems they, they seem super similar so far. So it's mm-hmm. there isn't much that we can go into opinion wise with it. But once it comes out and we actually see how that unfolds, it'll be far more exciting. Mm-hmm. It's also all about the games. A hundred percent. I like seeing the redesigned controllers too. Yeah. L- the actual box controls, the designs too. Mm-hmm. Console launch lineups are generally pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. Even the PlayStation yeah. 4. 
Resogun was the killer app. <laughs> yeah. On the PlayStation 4 launch. So it had a. Just wanted to remind Res- you. No, Resogun's great. You're forgetting about Knack? I. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the end game now in terms of the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. has about a year left. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's some really big, super anticipated games coming for it. But now uh, now that we kind of ha- have a, a, a window of time when it's going to be eclipsed by the PS5, when you look back at all the consoles that you've owned over your life, how do you feel about the PlayStation 4? It's great. Is it up there? Is it like, <laughs> I love it. It's one- weird. PlayStation 4 for me shifted because I always used to be an Xbox girl. Like yeah. hands down, that's yeah, where I too. played all of my multiple games. I was an Xbox games. girl. <laughs> exactly. You and me, Damon. Uh, but like with the PS4, because there was this marginal difference in graphical fidelity, everyone just sort of hopped onto that mentality and switched over to the PS4. So all my friends are always on the PS4. Yeah. Um, I think they were first to like the well, real and name ID. And, Xbox yeah, was 500 bucks when it yeah. came out. Well, and, it yeah. was, and, and some of that was overblown, right? Like the PS4 oh, yeah. is more powerful like full stop but like i played plenty like i played witcher 3 on xbox one and like dragon age inquisition and like those games were beautiful and great yeah. on that it console, was a minor so. difference between yeah. the two yeah exactly and then with pro and xbox one x it was very on par with one another but by that point it didn't matter everyone had already migrated mm-hmm. well so, so yeah it transitioned to me i guess let me put it this way what do you think is your favorite console that you've ever owned mm. Mm. I haven't, I haven't owned a lot of consoles, to be honest. Yeah, My first honestly. console was a PS2. For me, I mean, that's fine. Is that your favorite? <laughs> no. I, honestly, I don't know. Probably PS4. But there's there's, <laughs> there's got to be a soft place in your heart for the first one that's like truly your own. Mine yeah, was also a PS2. Yeah, like PS2 getting... Uh, I didn't have a memory card for the first week. And so <laughs> I got to this like... I would just pause like... Final Fantasy 10 and stuff like that, I would just pause it because I'm like, I have no way to save. <laughs> I've had some very good times with my 3DS. It used to be like, I used to be as attached to it as my phone and I liked um, Friend Pass and it was just such a big deal at PAX's for a while there. Um, obviously not so much anymore, so maybe the Switch just because you can keep it around with you at all times. I think it's your little friend in your pocket. My heart says, you know, N64, GameCube. Hmm. Like that was what I grew up on. It's like a teenager. And when I first started, you know, getting interested in this as a career path in college, like GameCube came out in, uh, what, 20, 2001. So, you know, I was in high school. Um, but, you know, yeah, that's it, actually. I don't, I don't even. <laughs> so in End of story. GameCube. But like, like if I were to compare those lineups, like I probably wouldn't even say they have the best lineups. But like for me and my personal gaming history, that's where it's at. Yeah. Uh, if I'm being honest, if I if I think about the console that had like the strongest library that had that I played the most number of great games that are like in my top 100 list, and that the console that had the most exciting new features to me that really felt revolutionary, it's, pro- it's probably the Xbox 360. Mm. <laughs> it's a good choice. Good Halo days. And I don't really. I wasn't playing Halo. Goddamn. We like I I built a gaming PC. I talked about it a lot on Scoop. You know what? Two three yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And like that change, like now I like don't really care that much about the PS4 and Xbox One anymore. Like <laughs> they get dusted off when they have an exclusive, but like everything they say about like PC superiority of like, if you have a choice, like if a game's on everything, why would you not play it, you know, through Steam? So that sort of changes my opinion on the console race to begin with. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time playing Counter-Strike and World of Warcraft on PC. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that goes along with it. Uh all right, let's check in with listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Erkan Ali in Toronto, Ontario, Ontario, Canada did. Says, longtime listener here. Thank you for the awesome entertainment you bring us every week with the PlayStation 5 being officially announced today. I guess that's true. What does this mean for games being released in 2020? Would you anticipate a decline in PS4 software sales as people would rather wait to play these games on the new hardware or even remastered and upgraded versions dedicated specifically for the PlayStation 5? We talked about this on Scoop. You know, I've brought it up a few times. Yeah, that we're really in this, like, like cyberpunk. Q1 and Q2 are stacked, right? Like yeah. they're mm-hmm. completely insane. But like those games do exist in this no man's land where it's like, oof, I, I don't know if I can wait to play cyberpunk. But you know there's going to be a more badass version of it like under a year later. Although you'll technically probably be able to play most of them with PS now, at least. Yeah. That doesn't count. Well, I'm just saying like, should you wait or should you play them at launch? I think, I don't think people, I don't think people are going to wait. Yeah. No one's going to wait. I think everyone's definitely not going to wait. Last of Us Part 2 and Cyberpunk and Final Fantasy VII Remake. It it depends on how close Ghost of Tsushima is to PS5 is like the only one I'd consider. But I mean, we work here, so uh, probably wouldn't happen for like us. That's why, you know what they should do? Why game developers are scrambling so bad to get like, they want to double dip. Like they, Mm. like we got to get it on last gen. So maybe actually that's pretty smart. 
That's pretty smart. Um, that's the that's the usual theory. And then building on what the negative theory. Mark just said, I actually think Sony should pull a Twilight Princess and uh, make mm-hmm. Ghosts of Tsushima a PS5 launch game, but also have it available for PS4. They might. Yeah. They could. That yeah, that's the like one big one that doesn't have a release date. But yeah. And I and I remember I was talking on Slack about it. I was like, I was never sure if Ghost of Tsushima was a PS5 game or a PS4 game. And then in the PS blog for the PS5 announcement, they said like there's anticipated games still for the PS4 and they included Ghost of Tsushima. So they definitely plan on hitting this console. Yeah. But if they're gonna hit during the holidays, well Yeah, right. <laughs> might as well do both. I think for the first party games, at least for last of us and ghosts, they should offer people like an upgrade path. Like if you have the game on the PS4, maybe a cheaper way to upgrade mm-hmm. to the, you know, digital PS5 version. I wouldn't expect that of like third party developers. Um, yeah. But at least for the first party stuff, I think that would be a nice gesture. I think I'm just going to wait a year to play death stranding. I'm going to wait. Oh, I I'll wait for the uh, definitive. I was version. just going to ask the PS5 is going to arrive about a year after death stranding. So yeah, There'll probably be some definitive edition mm-hmm. that's probably there for the launch of PS5. Everything already peed on. <laughs> <laughs> There's just mushrooms everywhere. You just can't safe. even walk. <laughs> um, I'm, I, 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 no spoilers, but I read the ESRB, ESRB description of some of the mature content in Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. There's, so there's some spoilers in there. It's, it's, I'm just putting that out there in case anybody's interested. I'm interested. I'm not going to say what it is right here. But. Um... Lots of interest in PS5 this week. This is Tyler from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Says, greetings, Omega Cops. With the official release of the PS5 announced, and as I start guessing what the price point will be, I was wondering what your opinions are regarding purchasing consoles when they are released. I purchased the PS4 when it was released, but ended up upgrading the PS4 Pro when that released shortly shortly thereafter. Well, it was three years later. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think it's better to purchase a new console right away or wait and see what changes could be made, such as price, memory storage, etc.? It really depends on your take. Like this is just technology gadgets, widespread kind of theory where people are like, I'll let people be the first year guinea pigs before I jump on something. But I mean, if you're more excited, like we all probably will be and also professionally obligated towards, we'll get it it immediately. We're in sort of a unique position where we kind of, we kind of have to be on top of this stuff. Um, I also want to be, you know, I want to be part of the conversation at launch, but we've talked many times on GameScoop uh, about how great it is to pick up a console towards the end of its life. Yeah. Oh, it's the best feeling. Because it's cheaper, and then you have this huge library of, uh, library of amazing games, and there's nothing wrong with waiting a little bit. If you mm-hmm. didn't own a PS4... Right now? Get, oh, my god! And you get one on Black Friday, dude, like 150 bucks. Dude, you're playing God of War, you're playing Spider-Man, you're playing Horizon. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's so good. You don't need a P- PS4 to play God of War. Not anymore. Not anymore. But if you don't have a gaming PC. Yeah. Fine. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, video games are my primary and only hobby in life. So <laughs> no. like, financially, like, no, launch lineups are almost never good. Like, you mm-hmm. can wait a year and save 100 bucks, and the games will be cheaper and yada, yada. But, like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I'll never be able to do it. It's been a long time since I've not had a console at launch. Yeah. yeah. Well. I find the money. I don't even have the money. I just, I just conjure it. <laughs> yeah i think trick. i think the same could be said for like all tech a lot of people are like i'm not getting the iphone 11 i'm gonna wait for the iphone 11s and it's like sure like you could always do that it's it's weird it's happening with cars right now too it's like i've i browse tesla forums and people are like well, i'm waiting for yeah i'm waiting for all of the features for the tesla model 3 to come out and be you know done and then i'll buy one and i'm like that totally makes sense and then i think about what teslas were like two years ago and you're like, I'm kind of glad I have one now because they kind of sucked back then. Yeah. It's always weird. But the serialized smartphone thing is almost like, you know, there's a there's a perspective there that it's very consumer unfriendly, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. you're constantly obsoleting the old phones. But my perspective is that like it gives people the cho- like that reliability of like you know in 12 months there's going to be a newer better iPhone. So it's like. I'm making the choice right now, like, do I buy this one or do I wait 12 more months? Like, people, that reliability, I think, in upgrade cycles, people can bake into their budgets. And, like, game consoles, I think, would benefit from that. Like, if we get a half step again in another two or three years and that just becomes the thing, then it helps inform people's purchasing decision around launch. Yeah, that's true. I want to get back to something Mark said. You said your PS2 is your first console. Yeah. But you haven't owned very many consoles. I have not. So let's go through them. Did you have an OG Xbox? No, I, I could just tell you them all right now. So oh, I had a PS2. Uh-huh. I had an Xbox 360. 
And then PS3, at the very end of the life cycle, I bought it just for Last of Us because I was like, Good gotta choice. get that. They just waited for PS4. Uh, what's that? Should have just waited for oh, PS4. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. Should have known. And then a PS4. And now I have an Xbox One as well. What did you do before the PS2? Well, let's see. I got the PS2 when I was, when did PS2 come out? 2000. So it was, so was 12. Oh, you're very young. That's what's going on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's okay. We didn't have a ton of money growing up and like I would go to a cousin's house to play Super Nintendo and, sure. and, 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 you know, stuff like that. But it was like my first, like, this is yours. I had a Game Boy, like, you know, yeah, uh, sure. but like, yeah, just my first, a Game like, Boy, an OG Game Boy, just the first, the great Link's Awakening is possibly the first game I've ever played. Oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but then, yeah, not even the first, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know the first game I played. Yeah, that's a, I, it was either Link's Awakening or Kirby's Dreamland for Game Boy. I'm not sure. Uh, but the first, like, yeah, like, this is yours was was a PS2. And and I got it. And I like I said, I didn't have a memory card because I didn't know that's <laughs> what you needed. <laughs> what was your favorite game on PS2? Uh, Final Fantasy X. 100%. Yep. If you just replace also everything Tina's he favorite said. Game on yeah, PS2? and PS2 was also my first console. And wow. uh, technically had an original Game Boy, but my brothers never let me play it. Play it so, Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to somewhere out there? My Final Fantasy Ten is just paused. Still, it's I'll get too. back. I'll get back to it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I've replayed it a few times. Stop right before sin. Do it all over again. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the first game I can remember playing is we got an NES with Duck Hunt and the Mario Kart, mm-hmm. and um, but that's my not that, Mario Kart, but excuse me, on the I meant, I meant Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and Mario Brothers on the cart. Yep. Correct. <clears throat> um, but when that when we opened the NES, I lost my mind and was so excited and jazzed. So I clearly already, like five-year-old me, already knew video oh, yeah. games. Mm. But those memories are lost to the sands of time. <laughs> so the first, I, I only remember playing Mario and Duck Hunt first. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learn a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com slash gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, let's move on to another uh, uh, another next gen adjacent question. This is Joe Barrett in Orlando, Florida. Huge fan, longtime listener. 
It seems over the years that each new generation of console tends to come out around the same time as the others. Think of the head-to-head battles between the PlayStation and N64, Xbox and PS2, the Wii taking on the 360 and PS3, and of course, Xbox One and PS4. Mm -hmm. With the Wii U doing so poorly last generation, it's no wonder that Nintendo wanted to shed themselves of that mistake and move on to a new console. Do you think the launch of the Switch in between console generations helped helped with its success? Obviously, the system being portable, having great games, is ultimately why it's succeeding. But I can't help but wonder if this system had launched against the PS5 and new Xbox, would we see the same outcome? Yeah, I think so. Think so? Yeah, I think that allowed them to carve out their own space. And yeah, I completely agree with that thesis that if that were coming out alongside the next-gen consoles, it would be stacked up head-to-head with them more directly. Like, should you buy a Switch or X? And I love my Switch, but I don't know how favorably it comes out in that head-to-head comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there'd be a lot more editorials around the comparisons, but at the same time, like through the throughout its lifespan, the games that come out for, especially because Nintendo, obviously, it's exclusive to their platform. Like people will follow where the games go. Yeah. So it would eventually do fine. Just be a lot more uh, opinions around around the launch. I mean, I also think the last questioner we didn't even get to his question about price. Like, I do mm-hmm. think the next gen consoles are going to be expensive as hell. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Mark Cerny said it was going to be appealing. Mm-hmm. I think was the quote. Um, and the Switch launched at three ninety nine, and now has a you know pretty reasonable. Or excuse me, two ninety nine, and now has a reasonable one ninety nine option. So it's like, yeah, that's not to be discounted. Yeah, I kind of like that the Switch comes out in the off the off season when it comes to consoles. Like, they just do their own thing. They're not really choice, like yeah. thinking in the same next gen vein that Sony and Microsoft are. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't think of the switch as really being a competitor to Mm-mm. PS4, or Xbox one, but it's interesting to think that did I, do I only think that because it did come out on a different, it did different muck cycle. Up, it like, mucked up the console generation. Like we used to call like, you know, second gen, third gen, fourth gen, but now yeah. thanks to switch, it's all thrown off. Yeah. Switching with you. Yeah. Plus, even in their marketing, they they don't speak about their consoles the same way that Sony's been doing recently with these announcements. They're not like touting out all these, bringing out all these like major numbers and saying like, look how fancy these bullet points are. They're saying like, look how cute these Joy Cons are and all the cool, unique things you can do with it and all mm-hmm. of our first party games. Uh, Joe also asks, uh, could we ever see Sony or Microsoft releasing a new console between generations as well? Or is Nintendo the only one quirky enough mm. to get away with this and succeed? Well, they, uh, he, he was right the first time where they didn't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, they, it, well, the company was in real trouble with I mean, the Wii U. And so the Switch had to come out now. Like they, they yeah. ended that generation abruptly. Well, you could maybe guess the same thing about Xbox, yeah. but right. maybe they're just part of a giant, corp- giant company like Microsoft and they're not... Well, the One X and Game Pass, you know, they pivoted yeah. mid-gen sure. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think if either of those console companies had a major bomb console, they would hit the reset button and end the generation early. Mm. Yep. I think so. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Xbox was never, like, in trouble. Like, no matter what, they were still getting games that were comparable to PS4 games where it's like with the Wii U, like, mm-hmm. it pretty much lost all third-party support. And then any first-party support, like... That, you know, nobody, it's like, hey, buy this game for a console nobody has. And so. I mean, the the, the OG Xbox was lagging so far behind the uh, PS2, and then the Xbox 360 did come out a year early. Mm-hmm. Like, so they don't, always, they're not always directly head to head. That's true. That's true. Um, so M- Microsoft is like a distant second place to PS4 this generation. Yep. Next gen consoles launching next year. What happens in the next generation if Microsoft can't? Uh, gain market share. <laughs> they stop can't, making consoles. Can they just can they can they survive as being a distant? Yeah, th- but I think they're just redefining like even the statistics that they share on their success. Like they, what do they talk about now? Active players. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not even talking about like copies sold. Yeah. Like, so engagement. I, yeah, like to, you know, total engagement, total days played per month. You know, like that's that's where their heads at now. Well, it's because they don't, I, I feel like they don't look at like how many copies of Gears 5 sold. It's like how many Game Pass subscribers do we have? Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything being playable on Game Pass day one, everything being playable on PC, like Xbox mm-hmm. is, you know, a lot of people claim like, ooh, we're not a console, we're an ecosystem. But like they're the only ones actually delivering on that sort of like marketing bullet, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think estimates put the Xbox One at about like 40 million-ish yeah. sold. But it's, I don't know, next gen, can they sell another 40 million if they only sell half that? It's is weird. it worth it to keep going? I don't, I, I don't, I'm just I, wondering I just, out loud. I, again, I don't think they're thinking about it that way. I think how many people can we get? They know, need to subs- make money. Subscribed mm-hmm. to our service, yeah. you know, and then they don't. That's, I think that's what they care about. 
It, it's weird because like, I don't know what you did, Justin, but three of us have already said that we had 360 and went to PS4. Is, yeah. that, is that what you did as well? Or I had all of them. The PS4 became my primary console, so mm-hmm. I made that same migration. I feel like that's not going to happen again. I feel oh. like times are different now. I Even see. if the Xbox was a smidge better than the PlayStation 5, most of us are people who are ingrained in PS4's ecosystem are going to just get a PS5. Like it's no question in my mind. I don't care what the specs are. I'm getting a PlayStation Five. I That's think, going. Well, to I don't agree with that at all. You don't think so? No. You think you think I, people? I think, I think console launch in that transition period is hugely dangerous <laughs> and a super spooky time for all those console manufacturers. Like sure. they completely reinvent. Like you know, new name, new design, new OS. You know, it's completely foreign and different. And it's absolutely a chance for one company to take a big bite out of another mm-hmm. if one of them stumbles. Yeah, I mean, the biggest news that we don't have between the two are like, what are their launch lineups, which may yeah. be weak, but then what are their exclusives? So it's going to be completely dependent on what games come out. So where do people want to play their system is where the most exclusive games that they're interested in are going to be. I, but I, like, I want to, like, have you, are you both on the fence? Like, are you both, like, from what we know right now, and, and obviously when they come out, you can do whatever you want, but it's like, where you are right now, you don't know the price, you don't know the specs, you don't know the launch lineups. Are are you on the fence or do you just assume you're going to get a PlayStation 5? I think if I weren't working in the industry that we're working in um, and I had limited funds, I would be selective and wait to see what are the exclusives going to be. So what do I actually want to spend my money on? Mm-hmm. And I'd probably wait for not even necessarily the launch of the console. I'd wait for the launch of the game that I was most interested in. Like say Cyberpunk 2077 was an exclusive and that's the one I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I'd wait to see which one is it going to be announced for and then buy it same date that Cyberpunk comes out. Not that it is an exclusive. Yeah. I think they don't have that same grasp, that ecosystem hold on like, like Apple would need to screw up so badly for me mm-hmm. to leave, you know, yeah. the app store ecosystem and just what I've built up there in my life over the last decade. Like, but that's not the same in games. Like it's, it's easier to jump ship from like, like everyone's like, oh, I have my achievements and my gamer tag and I want to leave that behind. But then everyone's like, well, okay, maybe I don't mind leaving that behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kinda, I kind of feel like I'm on that first part, though, where mm-hmm. I have, I think it's like 13 platinum trophies. I, I pay for PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus that I've, I've already got until like 2021 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the PS5 would have to be terrible for me to just be like, I'm an Xbox gamer now. Like I'm probably just, I own, I've never missed a PlayStation Plus uh, free games yeah. So I own like 400 games that I'm going to be able to play on PlayStation 5 because it's backwards compatible. Uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I. it would have to be a total disaster for me to switch and over. I, and I agree with Mark. I think I'm in the same boat. If Just knowing what we know today of the next-gen consoles, I'm assuming that I'm just going to continue on into PlayStation 5. Because uh, you don't I, play Halo. Yeah, uh, you talked about exclusives. Xbox hasn't had an exclusive I've been interested in in a generation. But they're so aware like, that that's an issue for them because yeah. it's just I mean, that's true. All of these so maybe they have parties. something cool to me that they're going to announce. Yeah. But that, that could be the other thing, too, is like we know Spider-Man 2 is coming. We know God of War 2 is coming. Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Yeah. And like that's kind of Death Stranding 2. Kojima's already said he's working on his next game. And so it's like I kind of yeah. already can see PlayStation 5's lineup <laughs> already. And so it's like obviously we don't know Xbox's lineup. Xbox so. bought at E3 what looks eight or ten like really notable dev studios. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not going to bear fruit for like a little while. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to yep. kind of have to hold on for dear life until some of that software gets ready. And they've yep. also been super quiet, not as much as yep. uh, not um, you know they're not at Sony's place where they're revealing a lot of this stuff. So there's a lot of unknowns. I think you know console exclusives are you know a big thing, and that does sort of blunt somewhat the need to buy in wholly into one ecosystem. There's not like mm-hmm. even if you're a big Xbox or PlayStation fan and loyal to that platform, like you're probably still toe dipping into Steam and other places. You know, Switch, like you're not mm-hmm. playing any Nintendo games except on that platform. So there's already a little bit more willingness to you know cheat on your primary console as long as it's not looking. You're fine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> learn something about yeah. <laughs> uh, an IP address. <laughs> let's move on to something else coming in 2020. Doom Eternal has been delayed into 2020 out of November of this year to March 20th of uh, next year. And I was surprised by that because that leaves Bethesda with nothing for the fall. Mm-hmm. And as just a company that puts out a big fall video game every year, I would assume they could have used that cash. <laughs> But I guess not. And probably the reputation. I mean, yeah. Increased yeah. too. But maybe that's why this game is really important. 
it's been a it's been a year of nothing but bad news for Bethesda, and they mm-hmm. they must realize they need Doom Eternal to be a hit. I mean, what's going on at ID though, right? Like well, that game, by all accounts, like you know, showed really well at mm-hmm. E three, seemed to be trucking along fine, but now, like, not only was it delayed. But the Switch version is even further delayed, and yeah. some mode that was going to be in at launch is now a post-launch. It's mm-hmm. going to be included after the already delayed launch. Mm-hmm. So it's like even a big chunk of that game is past March even. So, you know, not that, like, I hope it comes out. hope it's great. But it's like it's definitely unusual in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like, when we were growing up, I feel like games like, well, this game's not coming out for another year later than we yeah. said it was going to be. Ocarina of Time was delayed like two, well, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem to happen as much anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm sad because spring looks way more stacked than fall did. And well, now, like Doom yeah. Eternal was, that was my Thanksgiving game. Yeah. It's coming out the I, same what, day as not, Animal Crossing. What are we going to do? You won't play like Death Stranding on Thanksgiving? No, well, because like Death Stranding comes out on the eighth, right? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not like crazy excited for Jedi Fallen Order, to be honest. Um, I am. I, am. I can play that over Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. like I'm, I want to play it, but you know, but it's like Doom Eternal comes out, comes out on the twenty second. Mm-hmm. Literally, Thanksgiving is like the twenty fourth or something like that. It was, it was perfect, and now it's coming out. With yeah. Final Fantasy and Cyberpunk and Last of Us. And <laughs> it's the same day as Animal Crossing. This falls yeah. really empty. Like, it's October. Like, normally it'd be just, like, hit after hit after hit. And, like, yeah. it's sort of... There's no Assassin's Creed this year. That's nothing true. like no, nothing like Tomb Raider. Like, Borderlands came out in September already. Oh, Watch Dogs you know. is spring as well. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Modern, <laughs> War- <laughs> Modern Warfare looks good. Modern Warfare. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's, coming. it's coming. Whether you want it to or not. You're going to play that one? Oh, yeah. I've been playing a lot of COD Mobile. That game is really fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for uh, Modern Warfare. Yeah, the, the reason why I said selfishly, I sort of appreciate the shifted timeline because we do a lot of our um, Game of the Year award voting mm, and it mm. just makes it more complicated because there's a lot of prep that goes into that. So yeah. I've been thinking, like, what is going to be the Game of the Year this year? I don't even know. Hmm. I really don't know. Uh, Sekiro was this year. Yeah, Sekiro sure. was this year. Just, but there's yeah. nothing like God of War or Red Dead 2 that really stands yeah. out. Like, unless Death Stranding is... Yeah. incredible I mean, yeah right like we really don't know a lot like, of people have gonna... their personal game of the years like goose game's been thrown around mario or maker out a while mario maker yeah. 2 goose i think i think borderlands 3 this game's not gonna be game of the year it's some people's personal <laughs> game mean, of the year okay sure outer wilds is pretty impressive though yes i forgot about outer wilds uh, yeah that's a problem that is a problem yeah because i frequently do too i'm like oh yeah that was this year. the same day as call of duty but that's not uh, Outer Worlds, right? No. no. You're, you're conflating. I oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I actually didn't like Outer Wilds that much. What? Why? I, I, that's what everyone says when I say that. I don't know. It just felt, I was kind of bored. I played for like three hours and I was like, this is kind of boring. Hmm. Stop playing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You went to the wrong planets. <laughs> All right. I went to where <laughs> I was <laughs> supposed to go. There's no, There's no such thing. Yeah. What are you talking about? They told me, <laughs> the guy on the phone told anything. me to go to a place. And I went there and I was Several like, Several people are typing. That's not three hours. That's fifteen minutes. How much did you play? How much did you play? No Man's Sky. You didn't think that was boring. No Man's Sky. No, that's a good video. You're allowed to like or not like whatever you want. Sure. Please understand that I'm not giving you a hard time for that. But But when you say you played that game for three hours and you went where you were supposed to go, you go somewhere and then the world blows up and you die. And then you die. Yeah. And then you go wherever you want. Yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of boring. Okay. But No Man's Sky. You're no voted Sky. off the island. No Man's Sky. Now that's a good game. That's a good game. I don't know. I think. I, think <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, think I would Border- like to play Outer Wilds. I wish it would come to PS4. It is coming to PS4. They announced it. Oh, coming, but when? Like a, they October fifteenth. Oh, I did. I, I thought you were I didn't, a joke. I didn't see yeah, that. I thought it was yeah. a joke too. I, I mean, also thought it was a joke. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> next week. I think. It was October fifteenth. Well, that's great. <laughs> it was announced the same day <laughs> as the Doom Eternal stuff. It was a busy news day. Mm. It's, it's been a busy news week. It's also coming out the same day as Switcher Three. So everyone's gonna be playing the Switcher. I'm not gonna play that on Switch, but I will play Outer Wilds on PS4. You know what else I've been playing on PS4 uh, that just came to Oryx is coming to PS4 very soon is uh, Frostpunk. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I have it. I have yep. it in my Steam library. I never played it. It's cool. Uh, real-time strategy game yep. uh, where it's post-apocalyptic future. The world is frozen over and you're like trying to build up the last city and keep your people warm and you have to like build shelter for them and harvest resources. So it's a cool, very cool game and they pulled off the controls really well on the uh, DualShock 4 uh, controller. Very pretty game. The game is kind of a bummer, though. 
So I don't know how much uh, I'll keep. I played, I played a few hours uh, last weekend, but it's just like, you know, there's like no hope for your people. Eventually yeah, everyone's yeah. probably going to freeze and die. So I don't know. It's kind of like, well, I, it's I don't super know. motivating. I know. I don't know how much time I'm really going to spend playing this, but <laughs> cool game though. Interesting game. David's like, I feel like being bummed out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ross <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> um, anyone else playing anything cool before we jump into 20 questions? Oh, I played uh, Concrete Genie. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. beat it in almost one sitting. It's very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am like, a trophy or two away from the platinum, which took eight hours. Like it's very short, but it's super fun. It's really, really cool. Is it a, a spray painting game? What is that game? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a puzzle game. It's you're just figuring out puzzles, but there's only a, like a few major areas, and it's like, yeah, it's yeah, you're you're painting, and it's like create a genie, and you get to create it however you want, and then it comes to life and it is animated. It doesn't matter like what you did to it. It the game will kind of figure out how to animate it, and it's it's just fun. Really, really cool. It's just it's fun. IGN.com. Mm-hmm. I finished Link's Awakening. Oh, good. I'm still playing that. I feel really good about it. Yeah. I don't finish a lot of games. But not the end. Everyone's going to hate me for that. You don't feel what? good about the end, do you? I mean, depends on how you interpret it, I guess. <laughs> okay. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am so you, like, you like the game? I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was it was a very good, um, you know, come home from work and kind of unwind and play that and pick it up and drop it whenever. Where would you let, rank that in your personal list of Zelda games? Um, I haven't played enough to do to a, like a proper ranking, so I, I wouldn't do that. I'm the same way. I yeah. have you refuse to answer the question. I refuse to answer <laughs> okay. the question. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I abstain. Justin, what's the latest uh, Apple Arcade hotness? Uh, well, I finished Cat Quest Two last night. There you go. It, it's uh, it's mid table in my Apple Arcade game okay. rankings. Okay. Um, but I'm playing through uh, Shinseki right now, which is the Capcom Metroidvania. I just started playing wow. Grindstone. Oh, uh, that game is fun. Grindstone is. Awesome. But uh, how uh, are you using a controller? Yeah. Okay. So that's, so I got that up and working. I paired a controller to my iPad, which is, you know, takes two seconds. It's crazy easy. Cause I, and I'm only doing it that way. Cause I don't, I have the old Apple TV that Mm. won't let you, you know, play games through an Apple TV. Otherwise I'd be playing it on Apple TV. It's great, man. Like people are, great. Yeah. People are sleeping on that game. I think it's really good. This is the first I'd heard of it. So, but I will definitely check it out. You play a little underwater man, but the, (laughs) but, uh, the ocean is very, you know, foreign and sort of terrifying. And even the outfit he's wearing, he feels like a little bit more like you're in outer space. Like it's this very hostile world in which you're trying to survive and all the animals are trying to kill you. No Um, wonder you like outer wilds. Yeah. And then (laughs) you eventually get a submarine and feel very powerful. And it's got this nice sort of loop of like you cruise around in your sub, but then have to get out and go explore these areas where it doesn't fit. Get upgrades. Capcom, huh? Capcom made a Metro, a mobile Metroidvania. Yeah, it seems very long too. Like I'm probably five or six hours into it. And I suspect that I'm probably about halfway. Well, all right. That's the next one to check out. But Mark, uh, you like Grindstone? Yes, that game's cool. Grindstone is awesome, and it's really Don't fun when you when you when you do a lot and you just see him when and you just do like, a lot. It's just like ch- 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 ch. it's yeah. just satisfying. It really is. It's cool. great. It's cute. Weirdly, mm-hmm. yeah, I was also playing. Uh, what's a Choo Choo Rocket? Yep, I played Choo Choo Rocket. Yeah, fun. I was telling Justin, it didn't blow me away, but, mm. but it's no, like I played it for like a couple hours. It's like a seven to me. Get a get download Tangle Tower. Okay. It's a really good detective game. And that's what I love about like Apple Arcade is there's so many that it's yeah. just like, yeah. hey, here's a gem. Play I'll, it. I'll send you a Google Doc. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know you had one. Oh, oh yeah. There's a yeah. Google Doc. <laughs> I played uh, the, the what's the uh, uh, Shantae, but yeah. then I found out that it's, it's more or less like a demo, but well, it was fun. Is it not the full game? It's chapter no, one. It's oh. chapter one with other chapters come later. It's more, yeah. it's more than a demo, but it's not, a, it's not finished. Yeah. Gotcha. That's interesting, though. All right, and that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Adam Woodhouse. He did not provide a location. Let Is Adam okay? The questioning begin. He's in witness protection. No, <laughs> Maybe. He's in, he's in a Woodhouse. Oh. Oh, Adam. Oh. That, I misread. Adam this in This is why grammar is important, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Let the questioning begin. Did this game come out before January 1st, 2000? No. Great. Is it part of a series? Yes. Uh, Is it exclusive to one platform? No. Is this game on current-gen consoles? Um, In any form? Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
That means it's got to be like a remaster or a reboot or something. I don't know. Not reboot. <laughs> or not. or could be something that is just like Xbox Arcade. I'm going to go out of turn. Is this game a remaster or a reboot? Or a port? Those are very different. The port, port or remaster maybe. What are you asking? Is it a remaster, reboot, or port? Fine. Nope. <laughs> that's, not, that's five. So that means it's, it's still an active series is what I'm going to guess. And I'm not going to ask that question. Mm. Uh, do you play in the first person perspective? No. You, said it, you, you asked if it was part of a series. Yeah. And, and he said, and yes. I'm assuming okay. it's active because it's on current gen in some form. In some form. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, right. But I feel like, see, the way he said that, I feel like he would have been like, yes. But instead, he was kind of like, yeah. I know. And then when Justin said in some form, he was it, like, okay, yes. That, that makes me feel like it's some sort of like, but then it's not PS2 remastered. classic or but something. But it's not. Uh, we we explicitly asked those games aren't remastered though. Like but you I can play a Xbox or sixty game on your Xbox One if it's in the arcade. It's not remastered. But I also said port. Oh well, yeah, I guess that would be a port. Or, huh? Well, your point that it could be an X Xbox One backwards compatible game, which oh, is basically shoot. everything now. No, I guess so. Sneaky Hatfield. Mm. <laughs> That's what they call him, Sneaky Hatfield. <laughs> Maybe uh, the question uh, is it playable on current gen consoles in some form isn't terribly helpful. Yeah. There's too many loopholes. Okay. Sure. Just blame us. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I had a good one and now it's gone. It's on multi-console. Uh, Do you shoot weapons? Yes. Do we you shoot swords? In the- was it first person? <laughs> you could. No, it's not. You shoot swords no. and devil daggers. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, back off. <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> um, let's see. I wonder if there's any other games where you shoot swords. Zelda one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> when it's charged up. Uh, does this game take place on earth? No. Mm-hmm. Emphatic. No. Super. No. So it's super. No. Sci-fi game. Well, or fantasy, mm-hmm. but you shoot guns. Are there, or RPG. You don't shoot guns. I'm blacking out anything. You shoot. Given. You shoot something. Oh god. You shoot. <laughs> you shoot Wait, weapons. Did you say you don't shoot? No, you do shoot. Oh, you do shoot. Yeah, you do shoot. <clears throat> Got Wait, it. did you ask first person and he said no? And he said no. The third person. We need like a stenographer yeah, I know. in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels particularly bad this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are there RPG elements? Not really. No, no, you wouldn't think of it that way. Okay. Hmm. So there's something that you can upgrade, like maybe buffs or something. So it's not a Ubisoft game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not an RPG, not a shooter. Like first person shooter anyway. Uh, do you play as a human? Yes. That's ten. Do you do you do you pilot a vehicle? Hmm. Mm-hmm. You definitely travel in a vehicle. Do you actually <gasps> pilot one at some could be, point? Could be Mass Effect. No, because that's an RPG. I don't recall if you, like the player, actually control a vehicle at any point. I don't remember. Mm. You're a passenger in a vehicle. And you're d- that's definitely not a mass effect because you do it in there too. Well, you pilot the Mako, but I was thinking about the Normandy. But you're right. right yeah. Were you yeah, asking, we were you asking if the character pilots a vehicle or if you, the player, does? Do you, the player, use inputs to move a vehicle around? I don't think so. I, d- I have no memory of So we need that. like airship based games. No, but he said you don't move a game. No, but like, you know, just overworld map stuff. Mm, but you, no. Well, it also could not be a space game. It could just be a fantasy or. Mm-hmm. Is, it a, is this a sci fi game? Yes. All right. Science fiction. So hold on. So it's not, again, it's playable in current gen in some form, which as Damon mentioned, not a particularly, <laughs> but it did, it did come out after 2000 either way. Um, sci-fi third person game where you shoot things, no real RPG elements. Could be Gears of War. Could be Gears of War 5. Because you have that skiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a Halo. Probably, although it Damon no, you pilot just, the Warthog in Halo, and it's first person, so it can't be Halo. Yeah. Uh, Are you a superpower? Because for Gears, well, for the Gears question. Like I also, if, Gears technically doesn't take place on Earth. Yeah. But Damon gave a very emphatic name. True. So maybe stay away from the Gears it's question. It's Gears 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where you go in the giant worm. Uh, also, not exclusive. It's one of the first questions we asked. Oh, that's right. Right, right. I forgot about that one. Was this game developed in the United States? Mm. Yes. I was going to ask if it's well-received, but 
You can ask if whatever it's you a, want. Yeah, but if it's a current series, probably. Maybe. I didn't say it was a current series. Yeah, you just said, I is it a series? Could be. Oh, we're assuming that it's current. That's right. Could be Blaster Master Zero. Although you clearly pilot your, <laughs> what is it, a tank? Yeah. The, the, the master? I don't know. So, Sophia is her name. Okay. I don't know. The lore. I don't know Blaster Master lore. <laughs> <laughs> it's far too it. deep and complex. Uh, I don't bad know. news. This is bad news. I have uh, no idea. Uh, I don't even know what to ask. Does this game feature like modern looking 3D graphics? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Do we ask if it's open world? No. No, but wouldn't that indicate more RPG elements? What are th- what are third person shooty sci-fi games? Uh, let's see. There is the what's the uh, what's the one? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's one. Yeah. What's uh, the one? Man. The, what's the space ones? It's developed. <laughs> it's developed in the United yeah. States, which is a pretty good clue too. Yeah, uh, could be Dead Space. That's, That's what I was thinking of. Is that first person? Isn't it first person? No. I Am I misremembering? You see his back. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, and and series, but not on current gen. And that's not on Earth. Dead Space Three was. Oh, was it? And, and they may be backwards compatible. I don't even know. Mm. No. Uh. Is this series still active? No. It's probably Dead Space. Could be. That's the boss fight music. So it's active in recent-ish memory, but is no longer active. Yep. What do you... Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out how we can narrow this down to Dead Space. Are there yeah. are there horror elements to it? Yes. Ooh. Does... Set, does it's, it's Dead Space. It's Dead Space. Does the studio... Oh, is the studio still around? No gotta be dead space does it have but which one <laughs> does it have co-op no then it's not three i was gonna say three did three had co-op so it's yeah. not three is it the you, you is, it, is it the first game in a series yes is it dead space yes oh yeah that's it. it on the 20th question well yeah but we knew well yeah you were just narrowing it down yeah um, I'm pretty sure Dead Space is backwards compatible on Xbox. Yeah, so that's I would what assume, you. I would assume like, it's playable somewhere. Yeah, yeah on it's probably in like PlayStation Now or something too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. Man, Dead Space Two is the best though. Like, uh, I like both the, one and two a lot. I probably prefer yeah. one. I've never even played any of the Dead Space games. I oh, do not man. know how they popped into my. They're brain. really good and terrifying. I said, <laughs> what? I said, what's the space game? You knew where I was going. I, you just. I was thinking. I said, what's the space game? And then you said, dead space. space. I thought. I thought you were building off of what I said. Oh yeah, because that was so very helpful. I thought you were maybe thinking about Lost Planet or something, but I didn't want to go there. Where'd you come up with dead space? It wasn't from me. Third person shooter. Why wouldn't no? okay. you? Because I said, what's the third person space game? It's fine. What? Don't worry about space it. Space game? Space game. You are and describing dozens We're going to go games. back and watch on the tape where I said, what's that third person space game? And then Justin, a second later, said, it could be dead space. And he's going to say that that wasn't from me. Okay, okay that's fine. I think no. we all earned this one. No, it's fine. I think the core of the misunderstanding <laughs> here is when you say space game, you're yeah. thinking about a game that has space in the title. Space and Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But mm-hmm. where it was, when I say third person space game, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about space as a setting and a location. Yeah. No, yeah, like I was thinking like I knew space was in the title, but like I, I honestly have never played them, so I couldn't think of like. So I would just like to share a Dead Space 2 anecdote. Yeah, please. Um, because I love Dead Space 1 and then Dead Space 2 was amazing and gorgeous and just built off of that. Um, and I specifically, this is the like a nerdy thing but i specifically really love the texture work in two when you go back onto the ishimura and like there's just all this tarp everywhere and it's 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 just like this very nostalgic but creepy sense of this place that you used to you know play through in dead space one mm-hmm. and then i met the texture artist i did not know he was the texture artist but we were just talking about um dead space and i was like yeah i really love the texture work he's like I'm the texture artist. That was this, was, this was early in my career, so I like you know, freaked out about it a little bit. Good job nice. on that tarp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. It was really good looking. Go back and look at it. I spent a lot of time looking at it. That's got to be a very good feel. Like every once in a while you see, like actually this just happened to me. I was talking about how much I liked the voice acting in Tangle Tower and one of the voice actresses was like, oh. Yeah, they, it's nice uh-huh. to be appreciated. Yeah. I love Dead Space 1 and 2. I didn't even bother playing 3. Mm. You did mm. the right thing. Yeah. 
I reviewed Death, uh, Dead Space 3 for Kotaku when I was back there, and I, I convinced the editor-in-chief to let me review the co-op mode separately because mm. at least the co-op mode was somewhat um, useful. In a- what's, <laughs> what's the studio? I'm, I'm it was, I, I, uh, Visceral. Visceral, yeah. yeah. I was at a World War II, Call of Duty World Although, War II event with Michael Condry when that studio got shut down, and he was like, this is very... It's very weird. Well, I think here's my new game. <laughs> I think in, on the first one they were known as EA Redwood Shores. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a total bummer that that series has just gone now. Yeah. Yeah. It loved to have been playing multiple variations. Uh, I wish it had uh, a life like Resident Evil. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Mark. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.